and she has more than 16 years of experience in hr strategies counseling leadership development change management soft skill training and post training in today's episode let us chat with shivani bose this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks this is your host navin samala a fellow it professional just on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe In every episode we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn some amazing stuff. Also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end and you will acquire more knowledge per every minute by tuning into TGV than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we are going to discuss a topic diversity and inclusion where companies are going wrong and we are extremely pleased to have shivani part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe shivani hearty welcome to tgv thank you navin thank you for having me over all right so pleasure to have you on board shivani and let's get started i'm going to fire the first question can you please share with our audience the top 3 things that have helped you so far in your professional journey So that's an interesting question. You just want three? Yeah. Okay. So I limited to three. So the first thing I believe is hard work, and there are no shortcuts to hard work. I see a lot of people trying to work the smart way. While smart way works, it has to be preceded by hard work. So hard work is something that we have to do. I still slog for thirteen to fourteen hours every day because there's so much to do, and whatever hard work you do, there is no substitute for it. then the second thing i believe would be adaptability and covid taught all of us to be adaptable to be flexible i am a trainer so i learned how to work on online trainings and i saw trainers who couldn't do that fail miserably so what i have learned during this covid scenario is we have to be very flexible we have to be like water find a way through and third and the most important thing is resilience never ever give up There are a lot of people who would not understand what you are doing. They would perhaps laugh at you, and they would say that you will never succeed. But the important thing is to not give up. You know, there have been so many times where I felt like I was losing it all, and I, you know, just didn't have the courage to get up and move on. I still made it a point to show up and show up with confidence because that is what matters in the end. You have to be there and you have to show that it really matters to you. wonderful so hard work adaptability and and finally resilience so these are the top 3 mantras wonderful so shivani now let's get into the topic the posh as well as diversity and inclusion and the first part prevention of sexual harassment so why did this come into picture why corporate get into training their employees on posh and why is it important so if we talk about prevention of sexual harassment act it was really the need of the hour 
So if we talk about a country where, you know, women are worshipped right now, we just had Navratras going on and women are worshipped for being a deity. But the cases of sexual harassment are very rampant. And if I would talk about the main reason that Posh Act came into being, it was the case which happened with Bhavri Devi. Bhavri Devi, she was a social worker or, you know, more popularly known as a satan, working with government of Rajasthan. And during her job, she was asked to, you know, help people spread awareness to stop child marriage. And she tried to do that. So she went ahead to a family and told them that, you know, you should not get your 10-month-old baby married. Well, she was instrumental in stopping the marriage of that baby just on that day. The very next day, the same baby was married on the terrace of another person's house. So she couldn't even stop that. But it invited a lot of wrath of people among there, you know, the family members of those high class Kujjar community who thought of teaching her a lesson. And this woman was gang raped in front of her husband. While this happened, this woman was not able to even launch an FIR for 52 hours. There was so much of delay from their side. And as a result, the evidence required for rape could not be proved. This woman has not been able to get justice till now. However, she has been instrumental in paving the way for Vishaka guidelines, which was a first stepping stone for prevention of sexual harassment. And then it led to a more stringent act, which is prevention of sexual harassment at workplace. And it got implemented in our country in, on 9th December 2013. That's so scary situation and all. Uh, yeah, yes, I think Vishaka yes. guidelines have been formulated very stringently, right? Yes, so Vishaka guidelines, they got uh, implemented in a country in 1997. And the irony of the situation is it took 50 years of a country to realize that women need to be protected against sexual harassment at workplace. Mm -hmm. And even when the guidelines came into place, they were just guidelines. And it typically, you know, any law that is not strictly adhered to in a country, it was a chalta hai attitude. And the number of cases kept on increasing. And thereafter started this journey, this challenge where a lot of women said we know we need very stringent laws to prevent sexual harassment. And again, it was difficult because most of the decision makers are men and mm-hmm. they did not want so much of authority going in the hands of women. So it took another 16 years after which the POSH Act, which we know as a prevention of sexual harassment of women at the workplace was implemented. Yeah. So that's how it came into being. POSH is applicable for men as well, right? Prevention of sexual harassment against men as well, right? Or it's only Unfortunately, for- it is not for men. The <laughs> reason the act came into being is like the Bhavri Devi case where we felt okay. that, you know, women are at a position where they can't even consider themselves equal for men as far as the protection is concerned. So that's why the law is such that it only provides protection to women. Mm-hmm. And what the latest amendment is saying that women can file a case against women. However, the fact that men can file a case, I think there's a long way to go. All right. Yeah. Thank, thanks for the correction. And now let's talk about um, this posh implementation. You visit a lot of organizations and uh, based yes. on your experience, can you share a couple of organizations? You may, may or may not name the organizations, but how are they implementing this posh guidelines in a strict manner so that everybody is fo- probably everybody is well trained and following them? So I think uh, at least uh, six to seven years back, there was hardly any implementation of the law, though it was implemented in 2013. It took a lot of time for people to take it seriously. 
And just in the last couple of years, the government has got pretty serious about it. They have imposed fines on companies which have not been working on it. So there has been a mixed response. There are companies which are implementing it in the name itself. Like, you know, there were cases, uh, if you if I would talk about Google, sometime back there was a strike there. And why was a strike there? Because a lot of employees came up in the open and said that cases of sexual harassment are being, you know, hidden. They are not able to come to the forefront because that's what the management is doing. So even at that level, there is so much work to be done. You talk about Wipro, similar allegations made. You talk about TCS. It was in the newspaper recently, I think around six months back, where a woman has filed a case for sexual harassment and the woman is being vindicated. So she's not mm-hmm. being given international assignments. She's not being allowed to do her work properly just because she has filed a case of sexual harassment so that happens then we get then we have companies where you know they would approach us that we want to get posh implemented and then suddenly they will disappear and then we ask the management that why are we not doing it so they say no the owner is not interested and then they get a case of sexual harassment that's the time they wake up overnight and they would say no no shivani you need to help us so they don't have the policy in place they don't have the committee members and the case comes up so mm-hmm. they have to do it more under the pressure that what would if what if it goes to the media or you know what if the government comes to know about it rather than really getting it implemented i see very few companies implementing it in the right spirit of it that's what mm-hmm. i feel okay yeah makes sense and uh, shivani now let's talk about this uh, diversity and inclusion let's take uh, the example of pride month right. supporting the lgbtq cause and all Every organization posts a lot of content on social media, especially during the month of June. After June, nothing comes up, right? Exactly. So likewise, are organizations really following this diversity and inclusion by spirit or just by the letter? Okay, so let's. that's a very interesting question that you have asked. Let's first try and understand what is diversity. Yeah. Now, what diversity means, a lot of companies would mean diversity means we want to hire a lot of women. Whereas diversity is much more, uh, has a much broader scope than just having people from the different genders. It would talk about having people from different age groups. And I see so much of bias happening of, with people, especially who are in the higher age groups. If someone is, uh, say, of the age of 55 and he wants to change a job it's going to be very difficult for him because there has been a recent bias towards people who are having higher age groups. And then people from different race, people from different religions, people from different caste, people with different learning abilities. What about if someone has a learning disability? Do we want to hire them? Is what we would talk about diversity. And when we talk about something like inclusion, inclusion means I am a part of your organization. I have been hired, but do I have a voice? What do I feel when I enter the organization? Do I feel included or do I feel, okay, I'm a minority. I better stay in silence and do whatever is asked from me. Do I get the same opportunities that probably another person with a white skin gets? These are some questions we need to ask. So diversity and inclusion, there is so much of work to be done. And like you said about this, no specific months being allocated for the pride rally happening. Then you talk about Women's Day. And I do a lot of sessions on Women's Day. I'm totally bombarded with work on Women's Day. We would, this time I did almost 10 sessions in one week. But beyond that, the same companies, do they come back and say, okay, let's do some intervention for women. Are we helping them grow? Are we giving them the right opportunities to work in the organization? Questions unanswered. Yeah. 
makes sense makes sense and um, talking about this uh, diversity and inclusion where are companies going wrong i know there is still a long way to go and i'll share um, one incident that happened like uh, way back uh, 10 years ago or something i was talking to a friend and he mentioned his wife was interviewed for xyz company and she has undergone all the interview process but uh, in the final round uh, someone asked like are you pregnant because by looking at her um, uh, tummy and all like when she walked into office and then yeah she said yeah i'm just 6 months pregnant or something and they declined the offer so likewise uh, that that could be one example from my experience like do you have any examples where dni things are gone wrong yes so, so i think what you shared is rather very unfortunate that women are not given opportunities based on which stage of life they are so like if they are about to get married they don't get jobs because they feel the woman would move away with her husband then if they are married and they don't have children so then they would ask when are you planning to have kids again they would not get jobs because you need to give a 6 months maternity leave once they have one kid again the question comes when are you planning your second kid so depending on different life stages they are in they are not offered job opportunities or probably even if they have a job they are not given the right amount of promotions considering okay you are in this phase none of this happens to men nobody asks okay uh, you got engaged navin so i don't think you can go for this opportunity because this involves traveling this just happens to women right now coming back to the question that you asked about diversity and inclusion what is going wrong is i think diversity and inclusion unfortunately has become more of a social media hype a branding uh, strategy i would say so i publish in the newspaper i'm going to hire 50% women i'm going to hire 1500 women or probably i'm even going to hire transgenders i've seen that happening it happens board meetings are done cake cuttings are done it's published in the newspapers on the social media all over and it ends there what happens after are these people comfortable in the organization do they get the same opportunities that other people do and the most important question after 6 months check how many of them are still working with their organization so what i feel is it should not be a recruitment strategy it should not be a media propaganda take some time and help the organization develop the right kind of infrastructure a simple thing like how many washrooms are there for the women in the organization how much she would she have to travel from one place to another just to reach the washroom is that area safe enough for a woman to travel what if she's working in a night shift and there are not enough lights would she feel comfortable traveling or just going to the washroom then things like you know if you're going to the canteen is there some facility for the woman if they uh, if they have not feeling well how do they handle these issues simple basic infrastructure are we providing it to anyone it's not just women even from people from other genders so say if i'm hired as some a person who has learning disability what is the preparation that my organization has in terms of people surrounding me have they been trained about what is conscious bias what is unconscious bias what are the kind of questions that you can ask these people how do you behave with them how do you behave normally with such people i had an experience with an organization where they hired a lot of transgenders with a lot of propaganda everybody knew they are being hired but the people they are supposed to be working with the blue collar employees they have no idea how to talk to them a simple question like that telco kaun se naam se belong you know with what name do i call you can also create feelings of 
negativity among these people because they come with so much of experience which is negative with them not being accepted by the society so they are very very sensitive so simple things like what name do we do they need to be called with what kind of questions are acceptable how do you include them in your circle is something they had to be trained for long before we could think of hiring them then what about the managers are they in a condition to hire people with different skill sets or say a different personality and how do you talk to them do you give them the same opportunities or you yourself have a lot of biases like acha management se aaya hai so you know management has forced it on us that we need to hire these people now i have to live with them let's not give them work and hope they leave the organization is a pervasive thought i found in these people and needless to say within 6 months 90% of them had left mm-hmm. and without giving any reasons mm-hmm. yeah so i think a lot of things that went wrong here is preparation preparation for hiring these people uh, shivani now let's talk about some best practices that organization can uh, adapt in order to drive this diversity and uh, inclusion okay so i think organizations can do a lot first of all they need to understand it's an intervention it's not mm-hmm. a one day exercise that can be done it would take at least 6 months to an year to get the right kind of culture created in the organization right from first understanding what is diversity and inclusion about it's not just about hiring people from different places and ensure they are a part of your organization putting it on your website on your social media handles it goes much beyond that handling your managers your managements with the conscious and unconscious bias they have training them accordingly similarly training the blue collar workers then having anonymous online surveys about what training is all about how do they feel if they're working in the organization are their voices heard are there certain things that can be done so we can start there they start taking actions based on the feedback that we have got get everybody thoroughly trained and only after that we should devise a strategy of hiring these people once we have hired them how would we review their performance and then how would we retain them in the long run because diversity is not just more about you know helping your community or a csr initiative it also makes a lot of business sense any organization which hires people from diverse backgrounds does very well if you see their uh, return on investments or the kind of you know the placements that they have over the stock market is very very high so this is something that needs to be taken more seriously rather than a one day event or probably a week long event if i may say that yeah sure i think it makes sense and now uh, shivani let's talk briefly about uh, the book that you have co-authored uh, right i think it goes by the title corporate women's little diary can you shed some light around that what is the book all about yes so this is a very interesting initiative that has happened you know women are generally labeled that women do not support women so this was one initiative in this field where 50 women who have worked with corporates have got together and shared their experiences of what their journey in the corporate life was what kind of bias did they face was it conscious was it unconscious what kind of harassment did they face and the most important thing is how did they find that motivation that courage to still go on and create a niche for themselves in the corporate world so i think this book is a must read for anyone who aspires to be in the corporate world or is struggling and finds themselves lost as in what can be the experiences and what is the way to find their journey ahead for their career success in the corporate world great 
and uh, now let's talk about the nlp certification right uh, yes. there is a lot of buzz around uh, nlp on social media especially we are seeing a lot of uh, trainings and certifications popping up every now and then like is it worth even today and if so like uh, what kind of people should undergo this nlp certification or training who who would it be suitable for okay so i share my experience why i did my mm-hmm. nlp so like i said that i'm a mental therapist as well and nlp helped me in the field of uh, understanding people better building a rapport with clients and then finding very innovative ways of helping them through so it's a lot of things that you use with words you use it with the way you communicate with people and get your message across and it also changed me as an individual so once i did my nlp i think i've been a different person my relationships have been more deeper and you know more stable than it was earlier so it's not that i do not have fights uh, but i think i'm a much more calmer person and i understand things from others perspective so for me it's as basic as that nlp now if you talk about if you want to do it as a certification to build in your career i think it's overhyped because i find almost every second person doing nlp lot of people approach me and say like i'm a small time entrepreneur so should i do nlp will i change my life or i'm struggling with relationships do i do nlp will i change my life so i said it's just a course the more you implement it the more changes it would happen but it does not have a magic wand the kind of media hype it is generating and the claims it makes i think are not really related to what it actually offers it's a beautiful subject like i said it did wonders for me but the fact that i did nlp i landed with a lot of clients or did it make my entire life different hasn't really happened great yeah thanks for those insights and uh, shivani this has been a fabulous conversation so far but uh, let's add some spice to the episode if you are yes. okay <laughs> i'm going to ask you a few interesting rapid fire questions sure all right so thank you and uh, let me ask you the very first question what was your childhood fantasy shivani so childhood fantasy i would say i had a childhood dream of becoming the principal of my school and the only reason was i would have the maximum authority and nobody would be able to scold me I still want to do that <laughs> interesting all right uh, let me move on to my next question uh, what's your uh, favorite book my favorite book is the monk who sold us ferrari by robin sharma i think yeah. i've read it number of times every time it just keeps on adding more meaning to it so beautiful book i think everyone should read it yeah i i love that book as well yeah that that's a must read for everyone that is planning to grow in their career or in, in fact to lead a happy life as well yes all right here comes my next one how do you describe yourself in just one word resilient <laughs> great moving on uh, what's your pet peeve so my pet peeve is whenever i enter parties people would ask questions like uh, yeah you looking me slim you got a new haircut nobody ask me about the work that i do and how much am i contributing to the society irrespective of what would happen to my husband does everybody ask him questions so how's your job going on how's your company doing what's your company's turnover i do have a company probably is not as you just you know the mncs are but still nobody talks to be about my work because i think still women associated with kids with the way they look much more than the work that they do a conquer i think some realization has to happen and definitely it is going to transform very soon keeping fingers crossed <laughs> sure all right so let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire and here comes the next one 
what is one electronic gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself so i want a gadget which can cook and like it takes a lot of time to cook food and which can cook healthy food so i travel a lot and the moment you move out of your house so what would happen is you'll end up eating something which is unhealthy so i want a gadget which i can carry in my purse and it can just pop out healthy food wherever whenever i want to that's a great startup idea indeed and uh, mm-hmm. thank you for your participation in the rapid fire and before i let you go one final question for today's conversation shivani what yes. will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers i think something that's very very important and i have applied in my own life is i follow the strategy of being very fluid so be like water so there are chances that you will be up against mountains and there are chances you'll be against the boulders but you have to find your way through be very very adaptable be consistent and never ever give up so you'll find your way through sooner or later all right thank you so much for the uh, wonderful conversation and in fact there's a lot to learn from you and i'm sure uh, audience are going to enjoy this episode just like i did and thanks again for being part of our journey in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe thank you thank you nabin all right so folks before we move into the trivia section here is a small request to you in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you will be notified about all our future episodes also if you have loved this episode and found it useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from tgv so that your friends will learn new stuff like you and will gain a set of new subscribers thank you so much in advance now let's cruise into the previous segment of today's episode and folks today we spoke about uh, posh compliance as well as diversity and inclusion and now let's talk about some of the facts related to the sexual or physical violence as well as how women are living today so first one is like one in 3 women have experienced physical or sexual violence at some point in their lifetime which is very scary and also according to the united nations estimates up to 35% of women alive today have experienced sexual or physical violence and uh, you know the most common form of gender based violence is committed by an intimate partner and the prevalence of violence against women across the world means that women aged between 15 to 44 are more at risk from rape and domestic violence than from cancer or motor accidents war and malaria this sounds scary right before i let you all go here is a small request in case if you have come across any best practices related to prevention of sexual harassment practices or or implementing some best diversity and inclusion practices i would like to hear in the form of comments or probably you can drop us an email on the guiding voice for you at gmail.com that's all for today thank you so much for joining me this is your host navin samala a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye